Welcome to Grace Notes. A recent U.S. News and World Report poll revealed that people fear a lot of things. Crime, violence, drugs, guns, the economy, unemployment, health care, and even education. The magazine stated, fear is never far away. Yes, we all have fear, but in the right context, fear can be a valuable emotion. Today on Grace Notes, Barbara Sandbeck will talk about the fear we should have and the fear we shouldn't. Have you ever been afraid? I sure have. As a child, I feared shadows in my bedroom, being home alone, and thunder and lightning. I mistakenly thought that when I became an adult, the thunder and lightning wouldn't bother me anymore. But I remember a time when a horrific storm came up, and I took my sons to the basement so they wouldn't be afraid. Really, though, it was for my benefit. (laughs) There are two types of fear. Fear of evil or danger, which we shouldn't have, because it comes from Satan. And fear, or reverential awe, which we should have, for Almighty God. I've come to the conclusion that most people fear what they shouldn't because they don't fear who they should. Matthew 10.28 says, Do not be afraid of those who kill the body but cannot kill the soul. Rather, be afraid of the one who can destroy both body and soul in hell. You see, Jesus holds the deed to our soul because he created us. He also holds the keys to heaven and hell because he broke the chain sin and death had on humanity when he rose from the grave. Fear began in the Garden of Eden when Adam and Eve chose to know evil as well as good. Their choice brought evil into the world, and with it came fear. We too have chosen to disobey God, and Romans 3.23 says, For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. We naturally fear God's wrath because we know we deserve it. Romans 6.23 says, The wages of sin is death, and death is separation from God and hell forever. This is man's biggest fear. There's no remedy for fear unless we choose to place our faith in Jesus, who God gave to pay our penalty so that we would not perish but have everlasting life. 1 Timothy 2.5 says, There is one God and one mediator between God and man, the man Christ Jesus, who gave himself as a ransom for all men. And Romans 8.1 says, There is therefore now no condemnation to them which are in Christ. We are in Christ when we accept by faith this gift of salvation. According to Ephesians 1, we become holy and blameless in God's sight. We are born into God's family. We're accepted and loved and able to understand God's perfect love, which 1 John 4.18 says, cast out all fear. God places the Holy Spirit in our hearts and gives us power to overcome fear. 2 Timothy 1.7 states, God hath not given us the spirit of fear, but of power. In John 16.33, Jesus said, In this world you will have trouble, but fear not, I have overcome the world. And in 1 John 5, 4, it says, Everyone born of God overcomes the world. This is the victory that has overcome the world, even our faith. Who is that that overcomes the world? Only he who believes that Jesus is the Son of God. Psalm 91, 5 through 6 says, You will not fear the terror of night, nor the arrow that flies by day, nor the pestilence that stalks in the darkness, nor the plague that destroys at midday. Everything can be taken from you, 
but no one can take what's in your heart, the promise of eternal life. You'll find that when all you have is Jesus, Jesus is all you need. Often when life smiles upon us And our days are filled with happy hours We forget that we should rest in Jesus And must totally depend upon His power
we have God's power and promises, we still fear. Why? Because we expect too much out of ourselves and not enough out of God. We don't have that reverential awe, that sense of wonder for the powerful creator of the universe. Did you know that there are a trillion, trillion stars in the universe? Isaiah 40:26 says, Lift up your eyes and look to the heavens. Who created all these? He who brings out the starry hosts one by one and calls them each by name. Because of his great power and mighty strength, not one of them is missing. Yes, God names and keeps track of stars, but even more importantly, he knows us by name. Psalm 103.13 says, As a father has compassion on his children, so the Lord has compassion on those who fear him. And Psalm 34.9 says, Fear the Lord, for those who fear him lack nothing. So, how do we fear God correctly? Proverbs 2.1-5 tells us, If you accept my words and store up my commands within you, turning your ear to wisdom and applying your heart to understanding, and if you call out for insight and cry aloud for understanding, and if you look for it as for silver and search for it as for hidden treasure, then you will understand the fear of the Lord and find the knowledge of God. Do we seek God like that? As believers in Christ, we can call on the name of Jesus and receive everything we need to live without fear. His name is His character. There is strength and power in the name of Jesus. Proverbs 18.10 says, The name of the Lord is a strong tower. The righteous run into it and are safe. Are you afraid? Call on the name of Jesus. He'll pull that stronghold of fear right down. Walking on holy ground Making a joyful sound Pulling strongholds down in Jesus' name Walking on holy ground Making a joyful sound Pulling strongholds down in Jesus' name I came to the throne of praise Singing in Jesus' name Casting a 
You've been listening to Grace Notes. For more information about this ministry, write to Sandbeck Ministries, P.O. Box 581, Falston, Maryland, 21047. Join us on our next program. Until then, let your grace notes be a song of praise.